1: even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV+ the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.
2: There's
3: a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time.
5: Guess what decision we're about to make?
2: Horrible decision. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, welcome to another episode of Horrible. This is I'm your girl Mandy B. I'm Easy. Welcome back for another episode. That's right. Before we start, though. I want to let y'all pussy assholes know we coming to the Motherfucker South next. Okay, bitch? Finally. You know. It's going to be like Batty South, but whorehive South. Oh, my God. Not Batty South. I'm going to be swinging again, bitch. Remember m- motherfucking Orlando? You are not yep. going to be swinging. You're okay, not. well, tell that hold on, not motherfucker. Come for my mama this Here time. Here we go. Y'all go to whorehive.com. <laughs> we promise not to beat your ass at the horrible decisions. Climax Tour. Get your tickets now for Orlando October 12th. There are very few tickets left. So get your motherfucking tickets. We are also then going on the 19th to Atlanta, Georgia. That is definitely going to sell out. Y'all can't get tickets for Charlotte because it's been sold out. Now,
5: um, instead of using a resale site, what I would recommend the day of the show, we'll make a post where if you guys can't make it, you know, you can buy a ticket for Charlotte, for
2: sure. And then London, October 28th. At the Earth Theater. At the Earth Theater. So again, go ahead to whorehive.com and get your motherfucking tickets. To come see the motherfucking Climax tour. Season? Damn, this is really not going to be monetized on YouTube, all that motherfucking. I got to get my motherfucking mouth right. Look at me, it's still saying motherfucking. God damn it. I, I don't know if that shit is real, bro. No?
5: I feel like there's so many rules, and I see people on Instagram now, they bleep out their words, they yeah. do all this shit, and I'm like, uh, uh, does it really
2: fucking work. Fuck it. Well, we just said fucking, damn it, and mo, all again. Uh, but I guess, solo episode, no guest this week, so we'll start with a quick catch-up. And I actually, um, in therapy, thought that what came to uh, an awareness that I actually wanted to address here on this podcast, because where I'm trying to figure out like the lessons learned in this breakup, one that drove to me was the amount of empathy now and realization that I have for women who maybe I judged like through our home mails or listening you know, or, or me talk, or you or, or like, well, to me, it's more so the women that keep going back. Um, That's more so the empathy or really coming over a heartbreak and me like not realizing why they can't jump back. I think celibacy has also been one of those journeys that women go on that I don't understand. So I've, I've shown up on this pod lacking empathy because I genuinely didn't understand it because I had never experienced it. And so... Really looking at it as a lesson being learned from from this relationship, I think has been one that I didn't acknowledge or even didn't realize I had until, um, you know, I was in therapy going through the things that I'm learning in hindsight. I think more about my value, my worth, trusting, trying to get back to trusting myself, but really more the understanding and empathy of other women that I may have judged in the past. Or, bitch, why can't you leave? How you keep going back? It's so dumb. Why you can't fuck your way through healing? Celibacy so you don't want no dick because this nigga did what? And I was really judgy in how I think I responded to, I mean, even to be clear, like one of my best friends, Carla, my mom. Like my mom in her breakup um, has been celibate now for three years because of the damage that that last relationship caused. and. I was really unaware and, and, and misunderstood um, in how a woman could go through those emotions and now going through it. I'm like, wow, um, damn, women go through a lot. And so I just wanted to apologize to everyone um, that I may have been like, bitch, you dumb, bitch, you delusional, bitch, you weak, um, because it's, it's a lot to, to really go through a heartbreak. And so I think that that's one of the things that I'm like, oh, wow. Sorry. I ladies. never actually thought. I don't know. I think I've never. There's been
5: things that maybe would annoy me, but I never believed it. Like, I think. What do you mean? Like, I never believed that you really thought that. Like, oh, no, I did. I thought bitches was deluded. But I, I, I just didn't. I believe that you have such a hard exterior that, like, sometimes like, you won't listen. So, like, when we listen to stories about, you know, people being in pain and shit like that, like, I think sometimes you could just only see through your own lens.
2: Well, but that's what I'm saying. And my own lens, unfortunately, did not have the experience of a
5: real relationship like, or a heartbreak. There was an episode where you told me, maybe even during the pandemic, that you're an empath. And I, yeah. remember, I remember thinking, like, no, she's not.
2: Oh, I mean, for the people that I love, I am. But, and and again, when I have the experience of feeling something, like, So understanding now someone going through the loss of a grandparent, I have that now because now I understand what that feels like. Mm -hmm. Or someone having someone close to them battle cancer. I just went through that with my best friend. I only can really, realistically, as a human being, I can only see things through the lens of my own experience a lot of times. And so even though I listened to things, I never understood how someone could go back to someone who was abusive. Now, though I didn't experience Physical abuse, mm. the emotional abuse, 100% was there. The manipulation was there. I saw the lies. I knew the things he was doing and I chose to ignore it for whatever reason. And so now having experienced that, now I can have empathy for the people that have gone through that. Before, no. I didn't, it didn't make sense to me. How the fuck you can't leave somebody that's abusing you? How are you with somebody that you have to question if they love you? How can you stay some, or why do you keep going back and repeating the same cycle? that didn't make sense to me because I hadn't done it before. Mm -hmm. And now that I have, there's just a little bit more of an understanding to what can be created from these really strong emotional connections in a romantic relationship. I mean, I think the thing that too is like when you, when
5: people embarrass you that you're dating, you almost have no choice but to like show your hand because it feels like when I... I've been embarrassed in the past. I was like, like that was the number one thing. Like I remember thinking was I'm never going to get on here and tell my business with obey baby because I have to be done because I know what it's like to look dumb. I know what it's like to be embarrassed in front of his friends or those women that he's sleeping with. But like I can't imagine when you're piping somebody up to an audience and then you're like, never mind, he ain't shit. Like that shit is tough. I mean, to me,
2: it took me a long time. But when we felt, when things were good, it felt so good. And I'm also one of those that... No, I mean, I, it shows that you really didn't know you'd go back. Well, no, I mean, I did. You thought you would go back after you were well, like, because I'm done? The, breaku- the breakups weren't on my behalf. He was breaking up with me. So when I was coming here, I was mad as fuck that I was broken up with somebody that I still wanted to be with. And so I think he knew that. Bruh, I you really want- came on this podcast Bruh. and I was being like, fuck, fuck that nigga, But He broke up And with knew me. you would go back? The dick was great. He was beautiful, and when I would even entertain, oh, nah, bitch. when I would I- even That's entertain, Lulu. even when I would entertain other niggas, I would kind of miss him a little bit. See, I'm so not about to like. I would miss him. Oh no, but I'm finna talk my but, shit. No, but you get very like. I never did. I'm a hypocrite, and yes, I'm a hypocrite. Oh, bitch. Uh, uh-uh. I like there was I'll a tell part. Right, y'all see me come on here. It may be a one out of ten. I right, like no. there was a part of me. I mean, but you've gone back to to like. Uh, lover boy you've gone back to fucking him you've gone back to hospital bay before there's been, been yeah men. but I never was like fuck this nigga
5: like old bay where you was saying fuck this nigga I was really like oh she done well, you know, well
2: again I think it was a. I I have a very strong emotional connect- connection to this person and a lot of the times our breakups were to me unwarranted but I also realized in in looking up like signs of narcissism and stuff like that like we were breaking up because i was trying to hold him accountable or i was questioning him about things that he didn't want to give me an answer for or there was his insecurity was projecting because a really big moment was happening for me whether it be a show whether whether it be something that i was really proud about or about to celebrate a breakup would happen in that moment to where he would try to weaken me or bring me down so i started picking up the patterns now looking into that it's just like, oh wow, did this nigga even really ever love me? It's crazy how the universe, and
5: maybe it's karma, maybe it's the universe needing to show us self. Like, oh, I bitch, feel. I have
2: got karma. Even the bitch, like from what I've said on this podcast. No, I know. The, I'm saying the, like the the the, hot, the uh, bartender who sat in front of me and was like, "Well, I knew about all of his lovers, so I think maybe he loved me more." I used to come on here and say, as a side chick, that I felt like my relationship to the married men meant a little bit more because they were being honest with me and lying but to But that's what I else. mean.
5: I don't know if it's karma or us needing to learn humility. Like, I don't know if it's directly related to something bad you did to someone or if it's like the universe has to teach you this lesson.
2: The universe, my homegirl, that bitch be showing up for me. So I don't, that's why I'm but like, just this like, is, this, this is, is showing a up for you. Way to get the lesson. But I, I don't think it's karmic. I think that um, I got in a relationship during a pandemic this was my first relationship I'm dating now. You said
5: you don't think it's karmic.
2: No, I don't think it's karmic at all. I You really, just said it was karma. No, I no no girl. I'm saying that the conversation with old girl was a little to me karmic in my thought process with these married men and how I was showing up as a side chick and I was like cuz now I I'm, I'm viewing it a little different. Like bitch that nigga didn't love you more cuz he was honest to you. Do but you think sense? did you have a moment where
5: as you said you don't think it was karmic. So if for you, it's like, well, you didn't do something to those women. You were just sleeping with that dude, the married dude.
2: Yeah. I mean, to me, all of the lessons that I'm learning in this relationship, like, and I have brought this up in therapy too. I dated very transactionally in my 20s. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that there was, although I projected confidence, there was a lot of insecurities because of my weight, because of my finances, how I lived. I, I literally was bringing this up in my 20s. I genuinely did not think I would make a great partner. I would fuck a nigga for money. I did not have the best self-confidence because of my body. And realistically, what was I bringing to the table? I wasn't cooking for niggas. I didn't really know or care to cook either, but also I had roommates. So I was just in a place where, am I even girlfriend material? I'm not wife material at all. And so I think that that that's why, I was having the casual sex and the transactional sex I was having. But from the pandemic to us building these businesses and how proud I am of myself and seeing how fucking dope of a partner I was to this nigga, there's a sense of, wow, I'm showing up as a whole different person. Financially, I'm in a place I've never been. I live by myself. I've been living by myself for the last few years. And I'm in the the healthiest place I've been as an adult. Like, so I'm now like, wow. I I'm showing up now as a woman that I that I've never known and so how do I make sure that I get what I deserve and I think I'm realizing I didn't think I deserved much from a lot which is why the crumbs he gave me the trash were trash but I was
5: eating it up like oh I'm getting so much I know that nigga got you took your trash out more than I know anything else I think that he right. you.
2: and it was like now that I look back at it, that's the fucking bare minimum. Bitch, I got to cleaner now. Honestly, it it is interesting that you say, like, even, I got sent a
5: clip of you and I was like, I can't even believe, like, this is somebody I work with. And I remember it was maybe before, or maybe it was after, you experienced a loss and it was like, damn, you really have to go through some shit. You said that if someone's parent died, you wouldn't care. They would have to, like, still come to work or you'd find someone else?
2: I mean, I'm not gonna lie. That's still, I ain't changed with that thought process. Like, I think there needs to be communication. You could have grievance, but is someone else gonna pick up your shift? Like, I can have empathy and still want my fucking business ran. Like, I can't, I still You said come, you would fire them I still come the I, my, I still, well, you I, said they you know, were replaceable. I mean, everyone's still replaceable in my mind. You that think that what you went through, though. That hasn't lost, like, that hasn't lost on me but I still run a business. I still come from a very corporate mindset. I have empathy, but do I have someone, is someone else going to pick up for you? I'm going to give you a couple days. Can I afford in my businesses to give somebody grievance of three months not to come into work? No, I, Bro, we're I'm ain't gonna talking accurate. about three months, but that's what I'm saying. So you can go to the funeral. Yes. But if you just need all this time and can't show up to work because you're grieving, I got to let you go. That's still the way I put business and, Empathy is different than what I'm talking about regarding empathy with emotions and relationships.
5: I don't think it works like that. I think we have to have empathy. Being an empathetic person means in every aspect. Because what you're going through right now, there's just a breakup. And you know how it's completely like Mm -hmm. shifted. You, You even said a few episodes ago, like, I don't even know if I know myself. Like, I still don't. Losing a parent. I mean, I can't relate. I'm very close to my parents. Like, I don't know. But, I mean, I know with the people that work for me, I'm just thinking, like, there's no way. I mean, Edin lost his mom. Who would I be to be, like, not thinking that he needs all the time in the world? I don't need him to figure out the next shift. Like, I think we have to really choose our words wisely and think about what we're saying because when something happens to you and your world crumbles, it's a lot easier to move on from it
2: when you're better. So, I mean, like, a year from now... You still need, still need to get paid, even if you're if you're grieving... Like, life and everything around you still moves on. So to me, there is, of course, a grieving period. You have to go to the funeral. You have to go to the wake. That's fine. But to me, no, someone saying, I need two months off to grieve. Okay, that's not going to work for my business structure. Like, I really wish you, I I hope the best for you. And I want you to, to heal, of course. But no, when I think business, unfortunately, I'm still very corporate white man CEO. It's an awful way to think. I know but I come from the, the, the space of corporate America where, okay, well, I still need someone to get the job done. So I hate that you're experiencing this, but someone else has to come in and do it. So actually that clip is still very much me in that sense. Like you're conflating my views on how to operate and run my business and the empathy there. No, no, no. You talked about loss. That's yeah, why I brought well, it up. well, with the empathy that I have though for people grieving a relationship and moving on, that's completely different. Like, yeah, I lost my grandpa, and i came in and went and spent time with my mom and and sister and grandma and flew right back and had to record the next day like but that's my my way of viewing work work is very important for me but also i talked about it with my with my therapist work is where i find peace and freedom and distraction to not think about my grief like literally came coming in here a couple weeks ago and talking about not knowing myself and celibacy and all the things I found out about my ex, I broke into tears. When I'm working, like, really working on things, I don't have to think about my relationship You know what else
5: people do, I think, as a way to distract themselves, but it's not always the smartest way? Partying. Like, I think, filling your schedule with with work for me, with with events. Money, bitch. Sometimes, like, if you're going through a breakup, that's not always the best thing. Like, if you don't learn how to just, like, sit by yourself, like, I've met so many men, more than women, actually, that are constantly with a homeboy Mm -hmm. or like doing something or they've always got a plan. I'm like, you don't know how to just go to movies by yourself. You don't know how to just go have dinner by yourself. You don't know how to just do anything. Like, I think that that's another key thing too that I implore anybody listening, going through a breakup, you almost feel, in the beginning, I get it. We need our friends. We need our girl night out, whatever. But being alone is the thing that will get you over the hump, because once it's all said and done, and you got to sit and be alone, do you like who this person is? And if you don't,
2: you got to learn how to like them. So I've been, I, and I've been doing that more. Like I go to bar class, I do yoga, I'm meditating now. There's a park by my house. That's good. So I walked down to the park the other day, and it's right on the water where I'm looking at all of Manhattan. Bitch, I brought a blunt and was just out there smoking, just looking at like people watching. And I love spending time with myself because I'm always around people. So that's something I've been doing. That can recharge you too. Oh, I love it. I love it. That's why like, bitch, I had plans every day this week. I'm recording seven episodes in a week, like, which is above like what I've even put for myself. But last week I only recorded one episode because I was traveling. So I'm like, I'm going above and beyond. And I had plans on Friday and I said, bitch, I canceled the plan this morning. I said, actually, no, I need a day to myself. Before I travel again to the West Coast. So I said, girl, hate to do this to you, but got to cancel. Friday is my day to not be around anyone. I'm going to go get my nails done, my toes done, listen to podcasts. You know, I had to give a
5: break to the phone. Like literally yesterday, I thought about, I'm going to read you this text. I sent a nigga and I felt kind of bad, but I was like, I just don't like how much I need to keep up with him. So that's real. He... I was, like, having a stressful work day, and then he called me a few times. And I was like... While you were working. You no, were no, like... no. I had a stressful day with something the day before. And then he okay. was calling to check on me. I said, hey, I know you're feeling ignored. I had a rough weekend, and I'm starting to little feel a little bit of pressure with everything I have going on. And when I have a lot of happening, I don't want to have a conversation. Even though we just met, and I understand I've been talking to you often, I need to slow down. Oh. What was his
2: response to that?
5: He said, it's okay, Gila. I understand. Take the time you need. But, like... Okay. M- People like, and women do this too. So please pay attention to what I'm saying. When someone says they need space, it's genuinely because they do, but there's a slight thing of the, in there of you annoying them. And sometimes Ooh. you're annoying them by being too, are you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay? Like, please let me come to you. I do not like that. Okay. I don't want every time I leave. And a lot of people think that, if I'm saying I'm recording till 3.30 today, mm-hmm. I'm with Mandy today. This, this was another time i have a meeting with Mandy. I'm recording until 3.30. Okay, cool. Do you want to meet up for lunch at 4.30? <laughs> Which I understand. You think that's my free time. It
2: is, but it ain't for you. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, Or, I mean, sometimes when you have a packed, busy day, you don't want to stack it and know that you have to give, you have to keep giving the output to people. Also, I agree. don't want anybody else to feel offended by this, but I think people need to hear this
5: because there's a lot of clinginess in my life. As someone that lives in two cities, people feel like they got to,
2: while you're here for these two weeks, take all your time. It's too much. So, oh, bitch, I be tell now that we travel, especially with the tour, I will let people know, hey, I'm here for work. If I don't see you, I don't see you. But I'm like every time I travel, people want me. Let's do lunch. Let's do dinner. Let's grab drinks. And it gives me anxiety to have to battle all of these personal relationships on a busy work. Schedule. I just did it to Shambudi, yeah. and I didn't even realize I did it.
5: Really, she was talk. She called me about something. I saw she was in New York. I'm like. Oh, my God, how long? Let's a, grab a quick lunch. And I'm like, bro, why would I? Like, I live in the same city as this bitch. <laughs> why am I doing this to her? And it's in my brain, I'm like, oh, this is what you do. But it's too much. So I agree. Um, the thing I was going to say about clinginess, what was it? Oh, and also the time that I might be spending online <laughs> is the time that's just for me. It's for myself. A conversation is a lot of work sometimes when you're overworked. And the other thing I want to say, this, I feel like is vital. This happened to me twice with other men. It was Alex and Andre. Uh, I was with Alex at Central Park with Nina. And yesterday I rode bikes with Andre. These are two of my platonic friends. While I told other people I was busy or had plans. I didn't really do much, right? I just rode a bike, went to the park. I don't need to talk to these niggas all the time because I hang out with them all the time. Sometimes I have friends that I can do nothing around. Vinny is probably the top friend of that. Vinny and I cannot talk for hours and be in the same room. A lot of people need to fucking, what's new? What's this? It's too much. (laughs) If I want to be in the presence of another friend, I can do that. You know what I'm saying? By being chill. I almost feel like the way that I could describe it, if you think you're that person, imagine being on vacation and someone filling up your schedule if you're someone that doesn't like to have a schedule. That's what you feel like. Mm. So please, if there's anybody that you know that's been asking you for space, you're probably eating a little noise. Just a little
2: bit.
0: I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico.
1: No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love.
2: Well, guys, this is a full vanilla shit episode for our horrible decision. So we're going to go ahead and start off with hope facts. And I found this really cool kinky facts from history that you probably are completely unaware of. Um, And so I'm going to run down this seven. Let me know if you knew that these things um were real, existed, and maybe why they didn't fucking teach us it. Because I would have loved to know that one of the most famous pharaohs of ancient Egypt, Tutankhamun, Two ten of you know I don't know goddamn names like this. Oh wait, wait, wait! You're talking about the most famous one. Sorry, two 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 two. Damn, my phone won't move. Two 10, ten common. Come on, two ten common. <laughs> His mummified body actually has an erected penis, which stands upright at almost a ninety degree angle. I can I can already know why maybe this wasn't uh taught to us while big, we were learning about riddles. not the big dick. It is it is uh it actually looks short and stubby. Um, not to talk about a, a dead mummy, but, but it's supposed to be a song. Well, they oh, just reason it's they up. mummified it um as an erected penis. So
5: honestly, that's interesting. I feel like he did kind of like ask
2: for it. Not oh, that might have been in his will. Mummify me with a big dick. Yeah, mummify me with that hard like, bone when it. I'm laid out. <laughs> put my dick up straight, pointing to the heavens and the gods, bitch. Bro, shut the fuck up. Okay, number two. All the brothels in Paris closed for a day when Victor Hugo died. Sex workers even draped their genitals in black crepe as a mark of respect. Now,
5: black crepe. That's
2: crazy. It spelled it spelled like crepe, maybe it's crepe? Creep? What's well, a I don't know what a black crepe is, but it says black crepe. Like a burnt crepe? It says black crepe. But I don't know if that's like the crepes, like the little flat pancakes. I don't think it is. It's probably not. Wrapping your genitals in a flat pancake don't make sense.
5: Oh, maybe a crepe is a wrapping because a crepe is like, uh, okay. Look at, <laughs> like, no, um, paper mache, like a crepe. Maybe
2: it's called. Oh, that's possible. Maybe not the pussies, but maybe the dicks. Um, okay. <laughs> Another one. In the 1800s, this is interesting because I would love to know how they tested it. But one in fine, one in five Londoners had an STI. So according to a paper published in Economic History Review, in the last 18th century, one in five London- Londoners contract- contracted sorry syphilis by their mid-30s. The paper, the paper also suggests that a far greater number would have contracted gonorrhea or chlamydia uh, than contracted syphilis also. What insisted. fucking year is this, nigga? The 1800s. It, it ain't say which year, but y'all London niggas was fucking raw nasty, filthy. I'm glad they probably, because in London, well, I'm celibate, I ain't going to do nothing in London. All right, the other one is... Girl, don't say that. I'm not. That's 60 days away. I'm not. I mean... Universally acknowledged as the father of microbiology, Anthony Van Lee discovered sperm by putting his own ejaculation under a microscope. He did this right after copulating with his wife before masturbation was considered a sin at the time
5: how small how tight is the mic- microscope because i literally was thinking the other day like <laughs> if you can't see it with the naked eye cuz once i had like come in my eye you i know we talked about maybe thinking we could see the sperm swimming but i now even if i squint it's like i see the light what is that i see i see something no bitch it's just the stars of the light your pupils are becoming dilated no, it's not stars. I see little man. I see some shit y'all niggas don't see. Oh my god! Hold on, find
2: out you are alien hoe. How come? How I, come you see little things in the sky? I can see the little Bitch, it's
5: bacteria. Dust. It's
2: dust. It ain't even bacteria in my eye. I'm not playing with you.
5: What I'm, are the I'm, squiggly things in my vision? The floaters? Whoa. See, I was not ready to read this.
2: What? Oh, it's clumps. Wait, of- Cam just wrote eye floaters. Literally, the, the engineer just wrote iPhone. It says a focus light
5: passes through the lens of your eye, heading for the back of the eye of the retina, and it's clumps of protein. Bitch, and you do be getting cummed on. It's in the, the protein from the nut, bitch. Depending on your imagination, you could see them as worms, tadpoles, circles, see-through. Or sperm. Once it's the y- protein clumps together, it makes a flirt, floater, and it is a
2: permanent part of your eye. You got nut permanently in your eye, bitch. Because I can't see that. Bitch. The only thing I see is this lash glue that's bothering me, bitch. I can't stand these strip lashes. I'm working through it. I am working through it. All right, another one. Queen Victoria's sex life is no secret. Thanks to her own diary, she used to vividly describe her lovemaking with not only her husband, Prince Albert, but also her cousin. Um, By the way, as we know, niggas being gay. Julius Caesar, that's right. He was every woman's man and every man's woman. Julius Caesar was hit with both men and women. He was infamously known as every woman's man and every man's woman. He often cross-dressed and participated in several queer activities and was said to have a wild sex life. Mm. That's right. And last one, this one's crazy. I love it. Bunny ears used to mean that you were cheating on your partner. So you know when you know, you know when you're in a photo and you photobomb someone with bunny ears. So this might be cute and fun now. However, the gesture back in the day represented the horns of shame and actually meant that the person was cheating on their partner. Uh. So it would be it would be a way for someone to come and be like, this nigga a cheating ass nigga. <laughs> and you got the film developed and the shit was like, ooh, that nigga a cheater. Oh bitch, Just I know. need to go back and take some pictures. Bitch. Me and Obey in Mexico with the bitch you cheated with. Stop it. Oh, was she out here like this? No. probably behind you like, yep, fucking with your nigga. Mm, Maggie probably do that with her kids'
5: heads. Stop it. Bro, you know what's so crazy? When I really sit and think about that shit, Mandy, this punk-asshole Maggie was really <laughs> Maggie calling again. me trashy mm-hmm. and ratchet. When you're fucking... Uh-huh. Some nigga from across the way that's fucking every husband, bitch in New she York. Your husband, and she
2: know your husband. What y'all trash yet?
5: Girl, and I saw a text message where they were supposed to go to Bali, but he canceled on her because he fell in love with me. And she was like, oh, I'm going to bring the GoPro. Simon bought it for me and the kids. Oh, that's
2: real trash. Bitch, you're a whore. Whore! Might as well come and have a seat. And speaking of whore, time for our whore d'oeuvre. I found this on fatherly.com. And it's a tip, I think, for both people. So let me know your thoughts on this. A tip that I have to spice up and make your sex life better is hanging out with your partner naked. Now, I talk about how I used to go to the nude beach and clearly sex clubs where, of course, you're naked. But it says, sure. Love that. Getting naked often operates as a prerequisite for sex. But skin-to-skin contact can also release oxytocin, a hormone associated with empathy, generosity, and orgasm. Nudity is often also linked to body confidence. So one study found that spending more time naked can help increase body image, which I used to say as well, self-esteem and life satisfaction. So naturally, the more comfortable we are with ourselves, the more comfortable we will be with a partner. Mm. And that feat, small as it may seem, will land you a lot more successful sexual encounters. I agree with that. Maybe watching Netflix naked with your partner. Maybe. Walking around the house. Don't motherfucking cook bacon naked. I tried it. It's dangerous. It hurts. But maybe even just cooking scrambled eggs. No, 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 no,
5: no, no, no. The apron naked na- is so hot. The what? Listen. I'm would... then,
2: then you ain't naked if you got an apron on. You hide in your gut and shit. You need to enjoy your whole stuff. Oh, don't cook like that. No. <laughs> no? Scrambled eggs don't be popping. I can't make eggs, so I wouldn't. No, I'm allergic. Okay, but... avocado toast. You wouldn't make it naked? That's real... Low maintenance. Okay, that's cute. You're going to spread avocado on the toast. Low maintenance. Oh, here you go. Go ahead and talk about how great and gourmet your avocado toast is. Can't relate, that. <laughs> what I'm saying, I can that tell you is... That shit, that shit real simple. Spread that motherfucker on the toast. Put a little uh, everything bagel seasoning. Avocado toast is done. That's not how mine goes. Um, oh, you're making
5: eggs? That's right. I need to come back around. Oh, my goodness. No, I don't. I, 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 do, the, I do the cherry tomatoes. I slice it in the middle. Then I'll do the red onions. I d-
2: What? And look, I'm, just, I'm, I'm sick of doing talking about all the things we do for our niggas in a great way and they still cheated on our asses. All I right. mean, this is why at this point,
5: <laughs> you, you can't know. Just
2: the everything bagel seasoning, hun. No, I mean, you have to order
5: me breakfast, but <laughs> I do think like, if, I think this, this is also like a weird, very weird era of dating where, you I mean, obviously every podcast, you know, lately it feels like we come on here and talk about how niggas ain't shit. I almost have, like, kind of leaned into it. Just
2: that niggas ain't shit? Kind of just, like, what, keeping What does it expect- look like to lean into niggas not being shit?
5: Just having my expectations low. Okay. Not necessarily, like, of course, intentional with dating, but not to the point where I'm just, like, I know I want a uh, family and children, but I understand the dating landscape is does, probably, like, win- winning a lot of.
2: Does lowering your expectations mean you lower your standards? No. Like they just, don't correlate?
5: No. My okay. standards are my standards. And if I had lower standards, I'd already be married with kids.
2: Okay. So my
5: expectations are lowered in the sense of I'm not necessarily being disappointed. Yeah. And I'm also not dating the same way that I used to. I'm very good at focusing on one person at a time. Now I kind of don't care for that. That's probably why there are niggas blowing me up because I don't have time for them. Mm. Because fucking other niggas.
0: Mm.
5: Also, I said that to a man two nights ago. Which I can... You you said what to the man? And it's the man that I'm most interested in. Okay. You said what, though? Uh, We were on the phone, and I was like, I'm starting to really just think we're not compatible. And it is the man I'm most interested in. He was like, I don't understand why. And I'm like, you told me that you've been seeing some or sleeping with someone. I'm like, he's like, asked me if I had other partners. And I told him about BDD. Okay. And uh, he told me about someone he sleeps with more consistently than others. I was like, how long has that been going on for a year? He said for a year. I was like, okay, how does she feel about it? And uh, he's like, I mean, she came to me at one point and said she wanted commitment. But I told her like, no. I was like, so basically she's sticking around because she's waiting for you she's to give it that.
2: She's definitely waiting.
5: He told me like, you're on some like feminist shit where you feel bad for her. And he was like, I'm very clear with what I want and don't want from her.
2: And so he just doesn't want to be
5: with her. And I was like, but right. he's still entertaining her. I was like, but you realize, like, you're showing her that. And I was like, I feel like what you're saying is a little immature. And he's like, I'm not being immature at all. I think you're like worrying about something. He didn't say it in a rude way. Didn't say like it has nothing to do with you. But he basically mean like, she what she feels shouldn't bother you. And he's like, I've been clear. I've, she knows I'm seeing other people. He's like, Aren't you seeing other people? I was like, Yeah, but there's no man in my life that's like holding on, waiting
2: for me. And I feel like from what you just said, that for, she's waiting. She's waiting. But it's because you know how women are and we don't listen to niggas when they tell us exactly what. So to me, I wouldn't have empathy for that because we, we, so we do that. We Which is why with me dating, and I said this on Patreon, I'm dating a little bit more intentionally. If I talk to a man and he's not in a place or he's, inter- like if he is telling me Something that I don't want, even on a sexual, if I know that he can't keep up with my sex drive, I don't want to even waste So I said our compa- I didn't feel like we were compatible because of his
5: interest in dating other people, like polyamory. Oh, I- wait, he wants commitment with a lot of people at once. Well, he said that, like, he enjoys that and, like, she's cool okay. with that. I said, well, I'm telling you this right now. I'm not. You're not poly. Right. I was like, or are you dating other people? I was like, so okay. if I ever got to a point where I was very interested in you, this wouldn't be cool with me. So I don't really think this is going to work out because I don't want to do this. Now,
2: is this because of the last relationship? Because I remember like, I guess you considered it open, but you used to be like, oh, no, I would want him to take a girl on a date. Like, I wouldn't want want him to just fuck someone. So are you now saying moving forward, you actually are seeking monogamy? Yeah, I've been saying that the last few months. Okay. Like, I have my life structured to
5: where... Okay. At some point, I can spend more time in New York or more time in L.A., right? Like,
2: it just kind of depends where I meet that person. And this means you're open as well, then, to a relationship where you no longer can play with women?
5: Yeah. Okay. I mean, if that person was down for threesomes, great. Okay. But, I mean, look, I'm going to keep it a bean. Right <laughs> now, I do two weeks on an offer. What type a bean? Butter or pinto? No, I'm just <laughs> Go ahead. Black. <laughs> just how I like that. That's a Mexican. I keep my schedule <laughs> down the middle because I think it's fair, and now I move my parents to, like, but, bitch, right. if I met a nigga in L.A., I'd be like, Mandy, these are the three days we're going to do horrible that I can do. It wouldn't be like, hey, I've got 10 days pick. Right. I'm trying to, you know, this is what I feel like is fair to everybody right now. But, bitch, if I fall in love, fuck all y'all hoes. <laughs> For real. <laughs> and you know what? Shout out to Brianda, because we were hanging out last week. No, she's
2: not dead. I've been joking about that. Yo, someone just texted me about her and was like, yo, what happened? Oh, girl, she fell off the earth. She really did. She's just not online. Like, Well, I think, like, as podcasters, like, a lot of people really enjoyed her pod and it, it just she, yeah, she mean, disappeared from the internet from everywhere
5: honestly I, went, I did that you, so did. you did it do felt it. really good when I did it so like I also get it because she's like able to hold it out no we were out we were chick- We were kicking it but we were at brunch I was like girl it's so nice to spend this time with you because when I get wiped up I'm done she was like yo she was like I hate when people act like their friends owe them the world like if I get a
2: man it's natural that I'm gonna have less time for you wow. And I I think that I'm going through that right now with a friend. I li- the the friendship has completely changed because of her relationship. And a part changed of Changed like what? The, well, her availability no, like, to you? Bitch, I ain't talked to her in months. And we used to talk every day. And so I literally was just like, hey, so. Does she live that, with them? No. And so to me, if that relationship ends, I want you to know. I You've no longer created a safe space where I feel like I can depend on you as a friend. The friendship is ending. I actually will not be friends with anybody. Our our friendship will be demoted to association, and you, I won't show up for you anymore if you are the type of woman who completely disassociates when you got a nigga. Okay, wait, I'm good wait, on that.
5: Wait, 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 wait. Swear to God, I'm not saying disassociate. I've always been on oh my bitches. Wait, wait, let's talk for a second. I yeah, think, let's 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 if, do. if
2: if the way you show up how? for me as a person changes because you're in a relationship, I how am does good. showing up. Like, in terms of... If she's unavailable we, to go out with How you. we know, how we communicate. When I'm in your city, I don't see you. I don't know about your life. Also, if anybody... We follow each other, clearly. Ooh, I don't if, know about your life? Ooh, let's dig well, into that, because I don't like the that. the thing. We haven't spoken in months. You see my thoughtful-ass captions. I'm going fucking through it emotionally. You knew the relationship I was just in. You met him. You knew how much I loved him. And you clearly see me going through it. Like... I'm clearly going through it to all of my friends. Oh, she hasn't I, reached out to you. She hasn't even checked on me. Oh, that's fucked up. My point. So I'm like, oh, no, and it's because her. you got a nigga? Oh, no. So I told her I told her we, we recently talked. And I was like, yo, I want you to know, like, I'm not going to bang with you if this is how you continue showing up with this friendship. And if there, this relationship means this much to you, wish you the best. What did but they I, say? I no longer will be available to you. She said, we do. Like, we have to talk because there's a lot. She's making it. And I don't know if it's one of those where... She's embarrassed by the relationship and has just been trying to make it work so hard. Why would she be embarrassed? Because niggas, niggas embarrass you. And I know that as women, we overshare. Her relationships.. sorry. Well, I, and I don't know if that's the case. I don't know if he's been abusive. I found out after my friends were in abusive relationships after the fact that they were abusive because they were embarrassed by it. right, right. right. So there's a lot of different reasons. And I was like, well, I'd like to talk about it because right now from a selfish place, I don't feel safe with you. I'm in a space this where a I could. This it. is a good topic because we've been talking about breakups. Okay, yeah. so here's a few
5: things that I talked about with Brianda. I said, you know, uh, I'm, I'm a girl's girl where I like to share, and I want you to share with me and feel comfortable enough, right? right. Like, I have a friend in my life that I've always felt like hid things for me. We okay. don't have any mutual friends. Uh, it's not like I could share her business, but like she'll get emotional and stop. Okay. And I called Brianna one day and I was like, why did she do this to me? Why did she get to this point where she feels like But she may feel to me? It it's, may feel like you're going to judge her. It's vulnerability. Right. Yeah. And I was like, but I can't I can't do it, especially when I've shown myself. Right. Mm. It's very, very, very tough for me to feel like I have a woman in my life that just can't or they're holding back. It's right. really, really tough because with my guy friendships, I, I don't go there like that that much. So with my girls, I do right. So I was like, "That I don't like." So when you just said, "Not knowing her life," it triggered me.
2: Yeah, and, I was like and that's that's a problem for me, especially when you're a friend that we literally talked every day. We traveled together. We made plans together. We did all these things together, and then you got with this man, and everything fucking changed. That's hard. And it's it's been a relationship now. I think they may be at like the ten month mark or something, but I literally like had to tell her. I said. That hurts me. And I don't know what this relationship looks like, but also the fact that I feel like you haven't checked in on me and I don't know anything about this partner. I don't know anything about your life for the last five months. That is a problem for me. So, And, when, and when you I, will be demoted. The friendship contract will be burned. When I said that, um, I expect less
5: of their time. So I've, I said it on Patreon, but basically, I think about this trip I took to Ibiza a lot with my friends because it was random. It was three days. I was supposed to be in Europe for work. Oh, you remember that? Mm -hmm. And then it was like, it didn't work out. Then we all go, we partied. There was a nigga that told me I was outside because he saw me in Spain. He was like, oh, you out? You doing this? You ain't got time for a nigga. And I was like, I don't have time for a nigga. Like, if you were my nigga, I probably wouldn't be on this trip. Valid, or you would be here with me. If any of the people on the fucking trip I was on was not single, we wouldn't have been together. Right? We got a fucking huge villa with three bedrooms and we had our own wings got back together at the pool talk shit went back like do you understand i'm doing this because i'm single because i'm single now what i mean by that is mm. the friendships that i have now while great and fruitful bitch if i get a man i ain't going to be someone right valid bro i've traveled with three of my homeboys this summer to europe and fucking like or three times sorry with different friends just bouncing around like I'm not
1: going to be doing that
5: shit. Yeah, I agree. Bro, when I was in Israel last summer and Alex surprised me and we were like kicking it together, I can't imagine if I had a nigga while I'm 11 p.m. watching TV with my own boy and he's like, what the fuck are you doing, bitch? Things right. will change. Yeah. Now, I expect the same thing with my girlfriends, right? Like I expect you to have less time for me and that's totally okay because we're all busy. I don't really have a friend who ain't busy. So I do expect if you have some free time, go take a trip at your nigga for Labor Day, bitch. Why the fuck is you coming with me to Montauk? Why? doesn't make sense. But I think there does need to be a healthy balance. I've definitely made mistakes when I was younger, not with old Bay, but younger, younger, where I was like, damn, I forgot to like check on them or don't do this anybody. When you do call your friends, it's because you need them.
2: But that's my point. Oh, because you ain't about to call me. Because when you break up with this nigga, I'm not going to be here for you to lean on. And, and I just said it verbatim. Like, you haven't been here for me as a friend. So, like, the this, this safety net of our friendship no longer exists. Uh-huh. If you can get with a nigga and completely forget about our, I would say, our responsibilities emotionally as friends to each other.
0: I'm Katya Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico.
3: Zumo Play. Now, can I ask you this without you feeling
5: like it's a mean question? But be be honest, because mm-hmm. we've all been there. Yep. Have you been someone that maybe is dumping too much or too sad to talk to? No. I think I'm actually the friend that.
2: That's why I said maybe I'm because- saying during your breakup. Like, no. but th- th- that's why I have a therapist. Okay. I know I dump quite a bit. I mean, on my show, this is y'all are on the journey with me. I'm gonna share with y'all. But with my friends, no. Oh, like, you just do it to the listeners. Oh, yeah, quite a bit <laughs> to the listeners. But I am a therapist. <laughs> like I've been working through emotionally. Okay. When well, if you're not- friend, When me and my friends talk, bitch, we be talking about the housing market, work, jobs, the blog shit. We love gossiping about the blog shit. Um Me too. That's my me, favorite. Me and my friends' conversations um aren't dumping really. Like literally my friend is back in the hospital, like running tests, because we don't know what's happening if cancer's back or anything. Like my other friend, um, has a fucking ice cream shop. Shout out to Cereal and Cream in Atlanta. So we literally talk about running businesses, dealing with employees. Like I love the conversations I have with my friends, and we oftentimes don't dump. I think that that's the great thing. We we plan that's our next good. trip. A lot of people can't do no. that during yeah, that phase. No. And if and you, if you therapy, caught yourself... Bitch, and that's why I told you too. That's why I'm getting a sex and therapist coach. I think that there's things my friends can't help me with. Vinny told me that
5: it was our only real fight. And it was years ago when I lived in Orlando and I was breaking up with the Latino dude that like loved Jesus. And he was like, girl, you do not ask me about me. And I was like, oh my God. And it's like, it, I'm telling you it was eight years ago. It really was. And it literally has lasted this long. Because... I can't if I even need to call him, I'll tell him like, oh, so he talk about you. And he's like, girl, just talk because <laughs> I really get scared to do that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to ever be that person. So if like, you know, you feel like you may be doing that right now.
2: Think Although, about- I, I tell my friends all the time, if you don't want to hear this shit, cool. But I also know not to like that's why I said I'm getting two people, two ladies. I'm going to another lady to talk to because <laughs> bitch, bring all the ladies. What do you think me. about getting a male therapist? I don't even trust them niggas. I'm good. <laughs> nope. I'm saying uh, like it's too the, counter, the, counter, the it,
5: counterbalance, maybe.
2: Yeah. I mean, right now it's it, it's gonna it's my my therapist now is a black lady and the uh person that I'm gonna go to for sex and relationship coaching is also a black woman.
5: I have two different therapists. I have one when I wanna be coddled and one when I wanna know what's going on in my Well, head. I don't
2: know how the sex and coach therapist uh will be, but she is a lifestyler and she did do a year of celibacy and the partner she has now she found after her journey of celibacy Mm. so to me there's just some relatability and maybe what my journey may look like Liz Goldwyn is great
5: to talk to celibacy about I've actually told her recently I was like just fucking act on your body just fucking do it fuck these niggas well not niggas because but you know what I mean I was like just do it and I remember thinking to myself like damn we're laughing about it on the phone and having a fun moment she was like in London traveling but I was like Ooh, I wonder if that was triggering because she's really serious about her spirituality journey and her
2: celibacy. I want to apologize to that community, too, because I used to come on here and be like, I'm celibate just because I was on some fuck nigga shit at the time. And then as soon as 24-7 or anybody hit my fucking phone, I hopped into the bed. So even using celibacy. Wait, so are you actually celibate then? Bitch, I cried at the thought of a man touching my body. I, my body is rejecting the idea of being intimate with a guy right now. Like, can you masturbate? Oh, I do that. I'll tell y'all this. I'm I'm doing. That. I got so
5: depressing and stressy once, bitch. I watched porn, masturbated, and started crying.
2: Oh, I mean, there's. Luckily, I watched like gay porn again. So, what what I'm watching is not even getting me into the thought process of being with somebody. Hetero
5: porn. But fucked me I am
2: up. I am in a space where I physically. Bitch, I went into tears. My whole body, like, got tight. And that's where, like, I even want to be on, like, I'm like, oh, no, this This shit is real. And I need to get comfortable with what that means before I even trust a man to literally be inside of me again. Yeah. And it's, it's scary for me. I literally, like, was in tears talking to my therapist. I let her know, bitch, I'm getting somebody else to talk to because I don't think this is your space. But I was like, bro, to literally... Tighten up at the thought of a man touching me scared me. I said, oh, no, nah, this is Let, really about to be said. When you, I bitch. did
5: pelvic floor therapy, it was for physical abuse.
2: But this is emotional abuse. I know
0: I
5: bro, just it's it. crazy because this is how sometimes our brain can work. I've maybe told this story on horrible before, but just to reiterate. So I had a guy that was abusing me and he took me to the gynecologist. And I didn't even realize how terrible of a person he was that he was in the room with me when they were checking my vagina oh wow um like and oh he was disgusting and uh I was doing pelvic floor therapy where I went twice a week and they put this wand in you and does this butterfly effect which is now interestingly enough known as something that can tighten your muscle it basically helps you work your kegel muscles and so everybody thought and I did too and I didn't even realize it's because he was in the room uh that I was tensing up because I was scared Mm. And I needed to let go where there was some tension in my body, vaginismus, whatever. Bitch cheated on him with a doorman from 23. With a doorman from the club. Who was just always sweet to me and nice and we'd flirt and talk. You said that dick was fire. It was. And I just had a little crush, right? And so when the crush happened and I got excited about someone and started feeling good and safe and I had sex with them, no issues. And I literally walked in. To the fucking doctor the next day. It was a woman, a nurse that was doing it every time. And I told her, I was like, I had sex with someone else and I didn't have the issue. Wow. She said, well, I will do these so that he knows you're coming here and we can practice. She was like, but this is therapy now. Like, I mean,
2: I'll say like uh, and Bay came over uh, the other day because we haven't seen each other in years. And he came over the other day and we were just watching Netflix and eating. He knows I'm celibate. He ain't even try me, thank God. But he just wanted me to lay on him. And his his hand touching my knee made me feel really like, I was like, so I tried to lay a different way where I just laid my legs over him, but I, I didn't want him to touch me. And then it was really weird because it wasn't a date, but I linked up with the 22-year-old and we just got drinks. Who is the 22-year-old? I got, I got that's going to be his name for right now, the 22-year-old. Wait, wait I don't even
5: know where the source of it the- is. Well, you said what? I don't even know how, how this person came about. He's.
2: I've known him for a long time. Okay. And, um, how long have you known him, buddy? I know. That's what I said. I said, I ain't even gonna be able to tell nobody ever. I'm just going to say I've known him for a few years. You didn't know him at 17. No, I didn't know him at 17. Okay. I knew him she right said before. said a long time. Can't I knew, be that long. I knew him right before he was going to college, though. Uh, so when he was 18. <laughs> anyway, we never talked. He always lived in a different state. His college was in a different state. Um, then he got drafted. So ball player, of course. And anyway, he was in town and we went out. And it was crazy because I told him, he was like, I was telling him about I'm celibate. And I was like, yeah, I just broke up. How long were we all together? Three years. He said, nigga, you was in my phone while we, during the, the last three years. And I was like, nigga, Snapchat. And we broke up 13 times. But all those times I like ghosted you or didn't see you when you came to town, I was back with him. And so he was like, okay, that makes sense. But literally I found myself because he was so like easy to talk to me touching him. And I was like, oh, this has been different because I have not wanted to. So I was like, okay. Maybe I just have to feel comfortable with somebody. Yeah. And I was like, not a 22-year-old. Man.
5: Also, new experiences. And this is why sometimes spinning the block isn't always great. You might be right.
2: because this is
5: a new nigga, never met him. New experiences give you a new... Like,
2: spinning the block is easy when you just want dick. But when... To know that we had... Do been you need intimate, to get a little bit of and a even feeling. Ba- even Felon Bay was like, you know, if I ain't get locked up again, you was going to be my bitch, right? And so even knowing he still has... This, he did... Bitch, the one time Why I, I cooked- for like him, niggas I fucked? Bitch, he brought I told like there was the one time I actually cooked for him and that nigga. Broke, if he wasn't that he light, broke, I like, bro, it might have been me. You know, so like to me I was like, ooh, maybe even really like considering someone that's not in my roll of dicks is something that like all of this is new. I don't know how to navigate this shit. I but I'm being very forthright. Sex is not gonna happen anytime soon. And as long as you're okay with that, I was like, let's do axe throwing, let's do go to Dave and Busters, like Bro. Let me just tell cool
5: you, I Googled the other day things to do that aren't a comedy club. And here's why. OK. I have been going on dates to places that I frequent or
2: just places that like. Oh, I don't want to take nobody to my frequent. Not, place
5: not like frequent, but like a like a place that I know is like an easy place to go. OK. So it'll be one of the social houses or like a last lap sometimes like or even in L.A. Maybe I'm doing the same shit. And I'm realizing when I'm going out with new niggas that may not even know I have a podcast. Oh, I'm running into fans. Yes. Is that a problem? I mean, okay. And I don't want this to stop anyone from saying hello to me because I want you to understand that um, as someone that was a huge fan, I always talk about Bodega Boys. I can't imagine running into my favorite podcaster and not being able to say, what's up? I'm not bothered at that. I'm just starting to realize like, oh, like this is the thing that happens when you're dating someone new now I'm seeing you experience Wheezy. Wheezy. When well, you, yeah. no, you ain't know you was going out with Wheezy.
2: Yeah. Oh, I'm not going to lie. I told the 22-year-old, because um, we, we talked about the mixy places, and he brought up Pergola. And I said, nigga, I don't want to be seen out with you yet. I don't know you like that. You don't know me, but also I don't want people to see us together. Like, he's a somebody. And so I'm like, oh, no, I don't need to be connected to you yet. Let's make sure we vibe with each other. So we went to a very low-key bar. It was all white people in that bitch. And that shit we, is comfortable. We sat and had drinks. Nobody knew me. But I let him know, now nah, nigg- niggas know me. So, and so I need to make sure you're not going to be to for people to see you with me.
5: I went to a place, y'all got to go here. It's called Cadence. It's a vegan soul food restaurant on 7th. Okay. Damn, and I'm not vegan. Went there and with And it was this good? Bitch. They seasoned that bitch up right. I had the crab, fake crab cake. I don't know. But anyway, went there on the first date. with the, Not the first date, sorry. It was the third date. I went on a date with the dude the first night. And it was a great day. I went back because the food was so good. The bartender told me she listens to Horrible. Shout out to you if you're there. Okay. And I was like, oh, my God. I saw her last night. And she didn't say anything to me, which is cool. Right. But I was like, damn, you never fucking know, bitch. No, you don't. And I, what if I'm sitting there? Mandy ain't shit. And they're like, oh, I don't do that anymore.
2: But I mean. No, I I, I don't talk shit about you. I don't talk shit about. (laughs) Anybody, Like even anything in my life. If I get into an Uber and they black, I don't talk. I swear to God, I'm not saying shit. The only time I even talk to my friends in an Uber is if I see the Uber is written all in Mandarin, Chinese, and they don't speak English or it's like an old. Oh, that's not true, bitch. We had a motherfucking (laughs) Uber driver in Dallas and Mandy was giving it up. Yeah, but I knew he wasn't a fan. like I was giving it up. But, like, when I'm by myself, I ain't gonna talk shit about nobody. I could talk shit about my ex. That's why I was talking shit bro, about. Bro, let me tell you I how real shit this about shit is, ex. bro,
5: about, about talking shit. Me and Alex were talking... We weren't even talking shit, actually. And I'm not just saying that because we're recording right now. We were talking about the just hilarious shit. Okay. It was in its prime. Right. And he was like, yo. And I was like, oh, my God, she hasn't been on The Breakfast Club. Do you think that I iHeart won't want her? Da-da-da-da-da. And then he's talking to me, and he's giving me his opinions. And Alex was very pro, like, this wasn't a good video. Like, right. I don't like what I just saw. But then we were out and I remember he was like,
2: <laughs> <laughs> No, literally, you can't talk about nobody Because it makes, talk about nobody. it's going to make someone think, yo. Yeah. if they, exactly, do- they know you. We've definitely rocked with Jess. You can't talk about nobody. Yeah, you can't even t- have an opinion about nobody anymore. Yeah, you can. not You just can't. It's, t- it's tough. Have it in your mind. Talk about it in your with your friends. Bitch, because they're going to tell. Bitch, I ain't going to hold you. You know how paranoid i be. Bitch. I will be talking shit about somebody and I'll be opening my hallway door just to see if anybody can hear me. Yo! I'll be doing that shit. Ooh. Like, bitch, I know you're talking shit. I'll be, I'll be talking shit. I'll be like, let me make sure that nigga ain't outside my door. The, the, the people don't even live sometimes. Ooh, in the bitch, state. I'm trying to think like, about the last time I talked some good shit like bitch, that. Bitch, I'll be like, let me make sure can nobody oh, hear me. Oh, when I had the woman and woman call?
5: Girl. Oh, bitch. I yeah. opened my motherfucking hallway twice, like fuck, nigga,
2: because I had just locked it. <laughs> okay, Mandy has a home mail that she oh, wants us yeah, to get to. Yeah, we will get to vanilla shit another time, but clearly we 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 talked about it. Oh, I wasn't even gonna get to even the home mail. I was just gonna be like, y'all send a home mail in. Um, but you want to get through it? We'll get to it. Okay, home mail, guys. We need more home mail, so make sure you email us your sex or dating or relationship questions so we can provide you with some advice, please. This one's, oh, send it to horribledecisions at gmail.com, please. This says, hi, ladies. I'm a year and a half out of a 15-year relationship. Bitch, I can't even imagine. I won't go into detail about the breakup, but long story short, the nigga was a serial cheater. Aren't they all? But we have a kid, so we have a solid co-parenting relationship. I sometimes think about hitting him up just for sex, but I don't know if he can handle that without catching feelings, and truthfully, after all I put up with him, he doesn't deserve to even taste my pussy again. I realized recently that I haven't had much sexual experience outside of him, but I'm ready to explore sex in my 30s. I haven't had many partners, and I wouldn't say I've had great sex with partners really outside of my ex. I just want to have new and fun sexual experiences where a man can teach me new things in the bedroom while getting good dick, but I don't know where to find him. I'm so out of the game. I don't know how to do this. I've been on a few dates that have gone nowhere. How do I get out there and explore? I'm not a fan of dating apps because they haven't led anywhere. I think I'm cute, but I don't often get approached by men. Uh, Where do I find a man who will dick me down and help me explore my sexuality in a new and empowering way. She was cute. Help me get laid. Thanks, ladies, Signed, a sexually frustrated woman in her thirties. She sent her pick. I mean, my my and this is just because Niggas don't come up to you, girl. Well, no. To me, it sucks. if you want dick and a sexually empowering experience with someone who's a bit more experienced with you, but you don't like dating apps, this is gonna seem like I'm telling you to jump into jump off a clip with it, but the sex club. And I say that because it's where you can actually like a lot of the- Where did men, she live? I don't know where she lives. She didn't put where she lived. Can I just say what
5: I just had to come to my mind? Okay. Sorry. I'm I've ADD and I have to pee, so now it's jumbled. I saw her picture and I was like, she is cute. I think we need to match people up on our Instagram. I think we should get consent, have people send in their pics, and fucking put them out there. Beat them to the walls, nigga. Mm. Let's start doing it. I don't know if I'm with that responsibility, but you're more than welcome. Listen, wrong. every podcast takes shit we do anyway. You're right. I so mean, might as well cool. try something new so they could steal that too. That could be cool. I mean, it sounds like work. So, uh, you know, if you... It's just a pic. We already have a social media manager. Post the picture. Give us some facts about you. And niggas will slide in your DMs. I say we do it. Instagram to
2: me is like a dating app, though. It I is. Guess, yeah. And she says she doesn't like meeting guys on dating apps. Yeah, because she has to put in fucking work. Well, that's why, like, to me, it's... A little
5: less work at a sex club, personally. True, um, but also and I was, think I think we about to start this by the time y'all hear this I, episode. I mean, I'm
2: I'm down to do that. I do think um, it's hard as well. Like, I guess out the gate in the caption has to be like things she's curious about and wants to explore because she clearly said yes she's, she wants to meet a guy who can teach her some things in the
5: bedroom. I was in an article of or it was when we first started the podcast. I was in Timeout magazine. Tiana just found it for me. I was in a section called the Undatable. Yeah. And they set me up on a date with someone. Oh my God, I'm 32 years old. Gila, 25, account exec for a telecommunications firm living in Midtown West. Why is she single? Doesn't often meet people she connects with and might be picky. Ideal date. <laughs> Bitch, don't change up. Dinner at a hip meatpacking restaurant, <laughs> and then drinks at a dive bar. I have <laughs> always been that girl. And now, basically, I think we could do something like this for people because the t- difficult thing about dating apps is you're swiping. It's difficult. Then you got to make the connection. Then you got to meet. It's like a, a lot of like back and forth. What do you like? What do you not like? Sometimes it feels great to just be. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? What was, what was the one I wanted a few weeks ago? Catcall. Oh, uh, no, no, no. It was called. Basically just having someone like come to you and be intentional.
2: You want someone to pursue you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Mitch, you want to be pursued. You don't want it to seem like you're begging for the attention of man. You want a man to be um, take initiative and really show that he wants you. And it's not just the small talk. I realized I don't like small talk. So even I realized with with the 22-year-old, he was like, oh, no, not three days later. And I realized, I said, I'm really bad with communication. I'm sorry that you feel like I took three days to see you when I know we wanted Sunday and I waited till Tuesday to see you. Right. So and I was like. Oh dang, he really felt the ways, and he voiced it. Mm-hmm. So I was like, "My bad for that," because I really do want to see you. So we might see each other again tonight. That's great. Hey, look at us I, on dates, tonight. but I like him even saying like, "Dang, like I hate that you like not three days later." That was kind of fucked up. Did you? And I was like, "That's really my bad." And I shared him my calendar, my schedule. I said I had just gotten back from Greece. I was really tired. I was jet lagged. And how much I need to see this a twenty-two-year-old look oh, like he, he's. a girl. He I like, didn't go to hold you. I said, man... He looked 22? I told him to his face. I said, your little Instagram ain't really do you justice, nigga. You cute. with your little cute ass. Look at me and the back in the, game. In the little, game. Like, his brown eyes are beautiful, and I was just like, oh, you cute. We about to do hottie of the week. I don't know what I'm gonna call it. We gonna call it something
5: in a week, and I'm gonna put your motherfucking ass on
2: get some dick, okay? And niggas. And listen, for the niggas that also are having a hard time finding like-minded, freaky-ass women... Nigga, come to a Horrible Decisions live show. Go to whorehive.com. You could bring a homeboy. You could come as a single man. Come on, say But you will find your community and you will find some single girls looking to have some fun after and for the long haul, okay? So go on over to whorehive.com. Get your tickets now. We are hitting up Orlando. We are hitting Atlanta. Charlotte is sold out. But for people that maybe won't be able to attend, we'll make sure that it's available on our Instagram, horrible underscore decisions, where we can kind of let y'all share if you're selling tickets. For any
5: sold-out shows upcoming, I think Orlando's probably and Atlanta will yeah. sell out. We're going to do the same thing um, where you guys could do a ticket and change ex- instead of like buying so possibly a big ticket. So look
2: and see if there's any tickets available in those cities. But also, we are in London on October the 28th. So London, UK, if you missed the show back on Valentine's Day or if you had to work the next day because our last show in London was on a Tuesday, this show was on a Saturday, you can sleep in. You can fuck right after. It's fucking crazy. We getting lit with the Halloween costumes. So the sluts are going to be slutting, okay? So again, go to whorehide.com and get your tickets now. Thank you guys so much. Also join our Patreon. It's patreon.com backslash Horrible Decisions. Thank you guys so much again for listening to yet another episode of Horrible Decisions. Bye. Bye. Yeah, ho
1: From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast
3: Zumo Play.
5: work.